because we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Anything that the law brings, that the broken law brought to us, we are redeemed for. From And if you are suffering for lack in any area from that which you are redeemed from, these things are appointed to you. You have an inheritance in God that includes total restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. So I'm going to teach you today how to get make that appointment and keep your appointment with whatever it is that you need. Whatever is appointed to you, you have an appointment to receive that. Amen? You have an appointment to receive it. Now, your faith has an appointment to meet God's power. That's how the appointment is kept. It's kept by your faith taking you to the place where it meets God's power. I'm going to tell you a few things about faith. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is spiritual substance. It is spiritual substance. It's a substance that has vision and hopes and dreams wrapped up in it. So if you could imagine yourself, everything that you need, starting out the way we did in God as a basic lump of clay. Uh, and that what he took to, to mold us. You know, there's so many things in nature that remind us of the creation of God. I don't see how people can miss it. Now, I don't understand people. It takes more faith to believe that I came from something swimming in the water. And then it grew legs and walked out of the world. Come on now. It takes a lot of imagination. It's easier for me to pick up the Bible and believe God's word. Uh, it takes a lot of effort to put your mind out there to get all that stuff. But anywho, it's a different topic. But spirit faith can be thought of as being a type of clay. It's spiritual clay. Because it is the substance from which the things that we hope for are made. If it is a substance of things hoped for, it's a substance that God uses to make what we hope for. I stay clued in, y'all. Don't, don't be treating me like that. Somebody better say amen. Well, I will walk the aisle now. <laughs> I'll find out that hindering spirit. No. All right. Stay with me now. Amen. You know what the amen is for, don't you? Amen says, I'm grabbing that. I got it. Amen says, I got that. Huh? You can grab more stuff in a meeting. You know, you can sit there and keep, keep your mind engaged and try to figure it out and think about it and judge it. And You know what we used to do when we went to dumb church? You know, when you went to stupid church and we wasn't saved, you had to sit there and try to figure out if the pastor was telling the truth or not. Because you wasn't saved, didn't have no Bible. Now, how would you know anyway? And so we keep the same deaf and dumb spirit on us when we come into live church. I mean, we're going to see what she's talking about. Uh, you better stay engaged. When it hits your spirit, you say, amen. And that means you got it and you take it home with you. And then you don't have to suffer the consequences of being without it when you get out of here. Uh, there's, a, there's a purpose to the Amen. The Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen by us. You got to say yes. He's already said, I got, I got it for you and I'm giving it to you. All we got to say is amen to it. So the more you can grab when you're under the word and under the anointing, the more you take home with you. 
That's how people at Azusa Street would come and leave and go and start a ministry the day after they hit Azusa Street because they amened everything that they heard there and they got it and went and took and did something with it. Amen? Nowadays, we got to get 15 confirmations, another prophecy, go to Bible school and all kind of crazy stuff when God didn't tell you to do all that sometimes. So nothing against Bible school. I went myself and I I believe in education for God's people in God. So let's let's get on the right page here. And when that hits, you say amen, because you need to know how faith works. See, many people think they have faith. They uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, we don't know what it is, but it is a spiritual substance. And if it's substance, it has weight. It can be perceived. It's real. It has volume. And so faith, when you are in faith, you know it. You don't have to stand there and argue with somebody and put a raggedy confession out there and hope they ain't wise to you that you don't really believe what you're talking about. We're so hot on the confession, but we're weak on building our faith so that the confession has faith behind it and it'll manifest. Your confession's no good if you don't have faith behind it. Huh? I could go up to somebody and say, I I shot JFK. That's just a confession. They put me in jail for three days and say, listen, ma'am, we already caught the guy that did that. Will you please go home or they'll put you in the nut house so you can be arrested in jail for speaking things that have no faith behind them. We're imprisoned a lot by our bad confession. Huh? Amen. So let us get on the faith page. So faith is spiritual substance that has vision, hopes, and dreams wrapped up in it. The assembling of that substance is what happens on the inside of you when your faith begins to grow. God begins to put it together and fashion it into what you want to see either backed up in your garage, in your closet, I talk on this level because when I say your bills paid, everybody goes to sleep again. I got to say something else to wake y'all up. So can I slip in bills paid too? And then first, or in your bed with a ring on the finger first, please. Get that devil out of here first. Huh? I'm going to say it again. In your bed with a ring on your finger first. And I don't mean a Budweiser beer can top. I mean something with some substance. Some cats to it. Make sure that brother mean business. Amen. And brother, you put your ring on too. Don't be getting married and then take your ring off and try. Don't go. Mm that spirit or get that devil out of here too uh, amen praise the lord praise god but faith is that spiritual substance that the things that we desire are made from your faith can make anything that you desire it's a flexible substance faith is a package of a future event so faith really is a container 
that holds our hopes, our dreams, the things that we desire, the promises of God. Faith contains all of those things. So I said it is a package of a future event. And what takes us from faith to reality? What takes us from the substance that's inside of our spirit to the manifestation of it on the outside? Because to be honest with you, faith is your spiritual manifestation. You know what people always say? Wait, well, they don't say it anymore, you know, as much because they People found this is just wrong theology. I'm waiting on a manifestation. I believe I'm waiting on a manifestation. Well, if you're in faith, you ain't waiting on nothing. Because your faith is your manifestation. Because it's substance. Huh? What you are waiting for is your faith appointment with God's power so that it can materialize in the real realm. And you're not really waiting on that because you are on your way to it because your faith has taken you there. So you're not really waiting on anything. Every day that you pick up your Bible, every day that you worship God, every day that you breathe, your faith is being activated and it is taking you toward that appointment that God has for your faith to meet his power so that you can have that thing for real in the natural realm. That's how it gets into the natural realm. The reason we don't have everything now, if faith is a spiritual substance, if it were perfect in us at all times, we'd have stuff popping up over here, popping up over there, popping up over here. So what God does with faith is he deconnects your faith, disconnects your faith from his power. It's just like a, a radio that you have to, of course, we got batteries for everything now, but it, it, your phone, if you want your phone, you want to you get your three bars so you can yak for another half. Well, let me call you back because I only got two bars and I want to text so and so and I gotta check my traps, you know. Huh? The truth. Get on off of here because I only got two bars. Well, if you want to get some more bars, you gotta plug your, gotta connect them together. So you get a conversation and get use out of your phone when that phone content meets the power to keep it charged up. And that's the way we are with our faith. You should be just as pleased with a spiritual substance of faith for something and holding on to that as you are the real thing because you are on your way to plug your faith into God's power. You got the cord in your hand walking around every day. And as soon as that appointment time is is set and that source is there, you plug right in and you get the manifestation in the natural realm of what it is that you hope for. So we're on a faith, I would say a faith, I wouldn't say a faith journey, but we travel every day by the Spirit in faith. Every day that you wake up and you're still believing God for what it was that you asked him for the initial day that you asked him, then your faith is taking you toward the manifestation in the natural realm of what you hope for. So your faith understands and knows where it's headed all the time, and it knows what it can produce. Your faith knows how to protect itself. When you get in conversations with people, and you people start talking what we say negative or talking against the word or talking carnal or talking out of the flesh, 
your spirit man will start to want to turn you away from it. You get grieved or you get agitated. You get this. That's your faith protecting itself. That's not you. You don't like so-and-so. Huh? Even though that may be true. But it's the words that your faith, your faith knows that you won't get what you, where you're going if you stand there and listen to that. Your faith knows that the enemy has put that word out there to derail you and turn you around. So your faith will make you irritated on the inside or it'll have you come up and say the word and rebuke that person or just walk away. But walk away because your faith is trying to protect itself so that you can get what you're praying for. Your faith will direct you to places where it can grow. Your faith wants to be satisfied and pleased and flourish, just like you do. We all do. We want to prosper. We want to be at peace. We want to have a satisfaction and a joy. Your faith rests better in an atmosphere where there's more faith like it around. You know that phrase in the Bible, like precious faith? Well, your faith is precious and it's worth protecting. It's worth holding on to. Every conversation you get into is a potential battle for you to lose or gain faith. That conversation, if it's edifying and if it's the word and if it strengthens you, your faith is protected and gets strengthened. And he said, hmm, I got something. Let's move on to the next appointment. See, your faith is constantly keeping appointments with God's power every time the word is preached every time you open your Bible that's an appointment your faith has with God's power and it begins to grow and more of the the promise that you desire is being formed on the inside of you it's just that simple so if you will if we will what we say stay in faith keep yourself on being led by the Holy Spirit where's the Holy Spirit tell you go tells you go to church every time the doors is open And check this out. He does tell you to be on time. Sheree, where are you hiding at? Where is she hiding, huh? That's I caught you. Uh, The Holy Spirit does tell you to be on time for church. Huh? You know, people, well, you know, the kids hold me up. Jimmy Joe is 42. And Ellie Mae is 45. Now, they carrying you to church now. He ain't holding you up. And the grandkids is pushing you now. So come on now. But these appointments are essential. Essential to be kept. Because every time the spirit of faith leads you to a place where he can abide and he can feel comfortable and he can be increased, that's one step closer you, you are to your miracle. It's one step closer. When he tells you, get in the word today, I want you to spend so much time. Or sometimes you'll just feel dry and out of sorts. You say, where's my favorite worship tape I need to be? It's him telling you that I need to be fed and I need to be strengthened because we got to have enough energy to go to the next step. Because that next step may be where the total thing will manifest. God knows what he's doing when he's developing your faith. It's much more important for your faith to be developed and strong than it is for you to have a new car. Y'all better say amen. I was going to say it again. Or the husband. We won't even go no further on that. Or the wife. Huh? Life, you son of a gun. Anybody old enough to remember that? (laughs) Tell on yourself. Huh? The the uh, judge 
the uh oh yeah the funky judge there was this guy who did these comedy things when they had them back in the day they had them on the uh, lp a long playing tape his name was pig meat markham yeah. see him now how y'all know that and uh he would say oh the judge in a funky mood this morning i'm like, everybody gonna do time so this man came in and he he says it to everybody in court i guess and this man comes in trying to plead his case and get some favor and he says judge you're ornery sir he called him ornery i'm the man who introduced you to your wife he said my wife like you son of a gun get him out of here <laughs> that's bad that's bad to put on a healing so tape but then there's wives and there's wives so so if you brothers praying for a wife, let me just let you know the Holy Spirit won't lead you to a wife that'll you want to put somebody in jail. <laughs> we hope. Uh, <laughs> we hope. But there's good days and bad days. But your spirit is developing faith not only to pull the promise in, but also to sustain it so it remains in your life. So if you're waiting, or you think you're waiting, or you prayed yesterday and you just can't wait till you get this, you know, that's the way we are. Day one that we're waiting for something, it's too long already, you know what I'm saying? If that's where you are, understand that God knows what he's doing. And the Spirit, he heard you, and he's going to deliver it to you, but it's going to be his way, and when it gets in your life, it will be a blessing, there will be no sorrow. It won't be high maintenance. It'll be easy to maintain. Huh? Because God has give you, given you total faith for the whole package when he brings it in. You know, a lot of times people say, well, well I know that's my husband. And they want to jump the broom that day. Huh? And then when, the, when trouble comes, you don't want to know the brother. Huh? <laughs> Just like all of us married people. Hey, we don't want to either. But we got a vow. And we know that if God has put that in us, but your faith will sustain you so that things that you think are problems that people would divorce for, it's nothing to you. Because it's, you don't divorce somebody because they give you problems. Or we'd all be by ourselves. Huh? <laughs> Some people got to get give you a problem just to know you're alive sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it gets like that. <laughs> and that's them rough brothers. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know the ones. Where am I this? Well, you, you need to talk to him a little more often. Calm down. Get your biscuit and some gravy and go. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. But that's why the time factor in developing your faith, it's not that your faith isn't at a level where you could maybe get it. But can you get it God's way? Can it be maintained? Can it be sustained? Can you weather the difficulties that will come with it so that when it comes, you can embrace it, warts and all, problems and all. You got me? Things that are good and things that are bad that will go with it, you can embrace that and you can handle what comes and not want to get rid of it because it's giving you problems. It's very important you develop your faith because the condition of your faith will take you through life with peace and joy and without falling apart, without trying to get on, getting on the wrong road. You get in trouble, you know you can go to God 
God, you brought this to me, and I trust you with this, and I've always trusted you with this, and I know you got success for me. You're going to take care of this for me instead of going to man, and that's when you really get in trouble because you're going to get three amens to the divorce. You're going to get 15 amens to sell it and junk it, and it ain't no good no more. It can't be repaired. can't be fixed. Huh? But if you go to God, you'll get wisdom on how to maintain and how to sustain things. So the condition of your faith is very important. It's more important you develop your faith than you have the desires of your heart. The Bible says hope can be deferred and it'll make your heart sick. But when it comes, it's like a tree of life. It's almost like you didn't miss anything. So God knows how to make up for the thought about lack in your life, for the fear of lack or for the real lack in your life. He knows how to make up for all of these things. So if you feel you're lacking because you're waiting on something for God and God's developing your faith, then take heart because he knows what he's doing. And the spirit of faith is leading you to your appointment for your miracle. So God knows what he's doing. Faith, we said, is a spiritual stuff that the reality is made out of. Our reality is made out of it. Faith was given to you by God primarily of a means of connecting with him in his world and bringing his world to you. Everything that God's promised you is in glory. It's not sitting next to you and it's not in your neighbor's garage and it's not on your your neighbor's ring finger or your their wrist or watch or something like that. It's in glory. So what you need to do is get on your knees and find out what it looks like, what God has for you, and don't covet your neighbor's stuff. Huh? Because he's not promised you that he'll maintain what you covet. He'll maintain what you receive from him from glory by faith. Okay? Everybody get the repo. Now they got a repo family on TV. Jacking up people's cars and taking them and stuff like, you know, when it's that common, they can make a TV series out of it. Come on, y'all. But people get repossessed because of covetousness. And crazy people who will let you borrow money just to get in your garage for a little while. Sure is quiet, Miss Presbyterian Church. (laughs) Sila. Sila. So we said that your faith is disconnected from God's power. Now, what is it that's going to cause it to reconnect? So you're walking around with your, I always like this, people, what kind of phone you got? Huh? What kind of phone you got? Huh? Why? Why need a charge? Huh? So say you're walking around with your dead phone with no charger. Huh? But your faith is taking you toward it. Huh? You talk to enough people, you'll find somebody with that hoopty phone you got is a ten dollar a month phone and nobody got a plug to connect it with. You gotta go downtown somewhere and plug it up. It only works in that little space in your house, but you get your phone. That's <laughs> the truth. Huh? But what, what causes that connection to be made? Your faith knows where you need to be, what day you need to be there, what time you need to be there, what condition 
you need to be in when you get there. Your faith wants you to be carefree in the place where you receive because God cannot give, flesh and blood will not inherit the things of God. And so if if you're in the flesh, you're, you're outside of where your faith can operate and your faith can work. So it's important to be led by the Spirit. It's important to pray and get a peace about what God, where God's leading you. If my thought to people all the time is that if you got watered there the last time, if you need water again, go back. See, a horse is that smart, and y'all going to get it too. I said, if you got water there the last time you're thirsty and you're thirsty again, go back. elementary <laughs> elementary huh but you know what we do we get on christian television and we find out who got the hot meeting and, oh it must be important because they make you register huh? they must have something there because you know they can only take certain they, they got registration they can only they don't they don't tell you that they're trying to add more seats and if they can count heads they instead of praying like somebody with some faith and some sense, if they can count heads, it's easy to, to figure out how big a spot to get. And they want to get as big a spot as they can because they're looking at, at dollar bills with legs on it coming in there. Just a big white bucket. Ours is gold. <laughs> Just so you know. Money, 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 money. <laughs> gotcha. See, they're from Pittsburgh, but they get it, okay? They're from Pennsylvania, but they get it. Steeler country, but they get it. Praise the Lord. Huh? Now, where was I? So much your faith, amen? And so, if we will use our faith for things and allow the spirit of faith, and the spirit of faith is reasonable. God will try and save you expense, time, and money so that you can get your miracle too. Huh? It's true. If you can only get it across the country, then go across the country. But he's reasonable as well. You can say, God, is there somebody in my city that has a healing ministry? Could you find it for me and I'll go there and get my... You understand what I'm saying? His spirit of faith is very reasonable. And God says, I have much people in the city. And so God can lead you to places where you can connect your faith with his power so that your miracle will happen. But understand that God does this for a purpose. He disconnects faith from the power so that you can possess your faith. You can add to your faith anything you want. You can add any prayer in there that you desire. So that makes your faith very flexible it makes your faith very usable to you you can use faith for your health you can use it for your own personal development you can use faith to get more wisdom you can use faith to get more knowledge and understanding of god it's a a flexible substance so you can use it to receive any good and perfect thing that you need in your life some people want to use their faith to build big businesses for God and, and to his glory because as their servants of God, they see so much need out here. And so you can use your faith for that. God doesn't care. You can use it for anything 
that's good and perfect that that you can see in his word. And so he disconnects it from his power because he wants your faith to be able to grow to the level that you personally need it to grow to for what it is that you desire from God. Get in the word. Find out what God has for you. It's good to be inspired by testimony where you see people who receive things from God. But still, he wants to talk to you about what he has personally for you. And you hold on to your own faith that's on the inside of your spirit for what you need. The worst thing in the world is what I call comparing faith with people. Somebody may be believing for a miracle for somebody with an incurable disease. And they might mention it to someone. And because your faith isn't dictating that in your life, you'll come out with a flesh response and discourage their faith. You got me? It happens all the time. Somebody will mention something they want from God or they're believing God for, and it hits your ears wrong. Because your faith is not at that point and developed like that person is, that doesn't mean that you can speak words of discouragement to them about what it is they're believing God for. So that's why God disconnects faith from power, so that everybody can have their own personal level of faith. You can work out your own salvation between you and God, your own promises between you and God. So you make it a personal thing between you and the Lord, and you talk to him about what it is that you desire. You talk to him about when is the delivery date for this thing. You talk to him about what it is that you need to do in order to prepare yourself in a more excellent way for what it is that he's going to bring into you. But always remember that your faith knows what it is doing and it is looking for that opportunity and that appointment to come up so that you can have what it is that you desire. The believer needs to decide that now is the time that they want it in their lives. There must come a point in your life that you decide that you want it now. Without doubting, without wavering, it has to be a firm, I want it now. Now, how do you come about that, that decision? Say, for instance, you wanted it now the first day you prayed. And it's been 10 years. You didn't get it now. So you've been going along, trusting God, believing God as much as you want to. But then there comes a day when it's now, now, and you know it's now. How do you come from you want it now, and it didn't happen, to you want it now, and you connect, you get that appointment? Well, you get it through the the counsel of the spirit of faith. C-O-U-N-S-E-L, counsel of the spirit of faith. Where the spirit of faith is able to take you into the counseling room of the spirit and give you expectation for the due and the delivery date of what it is that you desire. Counsel can come anytime the words preached or the words read or the words believed. You could just be sitting there and you thought you were going to be sick when you went out like you were when you came in because you've always felt this way. And the spirit of counsel will start to work on the inside of you. When that word comes in, the, the, the Holy Spirit will grab the words for you that you need to move all the doubt out, all the fear out, all the anticipation, all the uh, complacency, all the anger that you didn't get it or you got to wait for it or it's not what you thought it was going to be. It don't look like what you thought it was going to look like. It ain't uh, it ain't the right color. It ain't got big enough rims on it. It ain't got whatever it is. You got me? 
or the doubt that comes with the financial burden of what it is. That costs too much. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about spending that kind of money on where I'm going to get it from. And so all of those thoughts that enter in from our soul really hinder the substance from working and putting it together. Hmm? It's like if I were, say, if I were a potter and I were making a, a bowl and I had the, the wheel spinning at the right right speed and somebody came in and slowed it down and the bowl falls apart. Well, that's what doubt does to your faith substance. As God's molding it and putting it together, you heard a good word. You go, oh, I'm all pumped. You know, I, whoa, you know, boy, you, that word was good. Right, Chuck? That word was good. What'd you hear, Chuck? Mmm, that word was good. I couldn't tell you, but that word was good. Huh? Well, if she said amen, she got it in her spirit, even if the brain ain't connecting right now. Hey, I had a moments too. But, uh, <laughs> but, but when we, when we begin to have our, our, our promise formed on the inside of us, it's important to continue to stay in faith, stay in the word, because you don't want that interruption in the making of your promise. Because then you've got to work through the doubt. You put doubt in there and it, and so you gotta get the molding back together again, build it up again. And then we all know when that happens because you start feeling encouraged again. You start feeling joyful again. You're full of of paste and flour again like you were the first time you heard that. huh? And so those things happen. And so with the spirit of faith is leading you to places where that doesn't happen. It's not his will for you to get discouraged, to get doubtful, to get anything like that. It is his will for you to stay full of faith and full of power because the immediate and the miraculous can happen at any time. Now, understand this. We also carry the power of God inside of us. So I know for some of you really deep spiritual people, y'all have figured out, said, well, if the faith is connected, disconnected from the power, and I got, I got the anointing in me, and I got, huh? Yeah, but you got to have the appointment right. Are you appointed to connect like that? Huh? It's like if we did with, is this Dorothy, Miss Dorothy? Is that your name? Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, doing my usual routine during worship. I can usually get any pain, any kink out of anything in my body, and it wasn't working. So I had to find out how it's going to work. And God said, well, just have somebody come up and I'll anoint them to do that. See, now I can pray for you. And that if that appointment is correct and we connect, then we're fine. But if it's not working for me, I'm going to find where it works. I'm not going to get mad at God and get upset and say, I got to be able to get myself healed. If I can heal myself, I I ain't doing it no way. I'm just obeying God. You got me? It don't belong to me. Huh? And just because she prayed for me, that don't mean I ain't anointed to pray for you. Or that she's anointed to pray for everybody in here. Don't mess with me, Dorothy. No. <laughs> we love each other. Amen. Praise our Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Sorry, did I, I didn't poke you with the... Okay, all right. So <laughs> okay. No, no, I wasn't going to try it again. Uh, anywho. But uh, these are appointments. See? These are appointments. 
preachers are anointed but at different degrees you all know that huh and so what does that depend on well i don't know and it ain't my business how about that (laughs) it won't get anybody in trouble but we're all working on it but we know what we have and such as we have we give you and so each preacher should know what they have and such as they have they give out and so when we understand that we do carry power but the power works according to our proportion of faith as well. So there's faith to drive the power out, and there's faith to take you to the power source. Faith is very specific. So you've got to know if you're in give-out mode or if you're in need mode and you need to find a place to connect to. You must know the difference. Huh? you got to know the difference. You can't assume anything. You can't assume that because everybody you prayed for got healed one time, it'll happen again. The best have, have, you know, puzzled over that. Or Roberts had one meeting and he wanted to have another one. Never had another one. He had one meeting where everybody got healed. And I think he wanted it so bad God let it show up, but it never showed up again. It takes a lot of pulling to get that kind of faith. For you I mean, when you think about it, your brain will freeze. You know, so we just go in and we're led by the spirit. Let God handle that. You know, we don't press God for numbers. We don't press God for. I mean, seriously, it's wonderful to want everybody to be healed. But if they don't get healed in your meeting, God's not losing. If God's not considered to have a bad reputation, he worried about his reputation because they didn't all get healed in your meeting. Why do you care? Huh? But we want everybody to be healed. We believe that everybody will get healed and can be healed. But if it doesn't happen, we've got to ask God now, what do I do next? I'm still believing that they'll all be healed. Is there something that I can help them with further so that that healing will happen? You do what the Spirit of God leads you to do. So let God be God. Let him be in charge and let him be in control of things. But you are on the way to an appointment with God's power because you all want the manifestation and you all want what God has for you. If you can think about it, faith is like a bomb. It has all the components that it needs to bless your life, but needs somebody to strike the match and light the fuse to set it off. So when you get to the place where the power is, that is set off in your life and you will receive the manifestation. So when the believer decides now and you decide it based on the counsel of the spirit of faith, your own spirit will counsel you on when now is. Then you will have an appointment for your faith to meet God's power. God will say, let there be, and there will be the instant manifestation just like it was in the beginning when God created the earth. So I'm going to take you to an example. I was wanting to give you an example of, what was I going to do as the first one? Acts chapter 3, go there, and we'll talk about, we'll see this appointment that this man who had a need had with God's power. His faith had an appointment with God's power. In Acts chapter 3, and verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame for his, from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily 
every day. His faith took him every day to the gate beautiful. Now, what was his faith telling him he wanted? Well, we want different things, don't we? Now, most of you, how many of you believe in for a, a bigger house, a better job, a bigger car? That's like four things right there. So in every human spirit, there is faith for many things at one time. You got me? And so we're always believing. Many of us want our children to have good educations when they get a little older. Uh, you want them to be well if they've got health problems. So we have faith for many things in our spirits at one time. But every day his faith took him there to the temple, which was called Beautiful, and he asked alms of them that entered into the temple. So he was carried there by someone else who had the faith to get him there. And then his faith took over and he would ask for some money because he couldn't work and that's all that he could get. That's all that he could, could have. But how many of you know that anybody who can't walk wants to walk? That may not be what that brother asks for, but deep down inside, he wants to be up moving like everybody else. If your faith only does so much is is resents your 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 man your spirit man kind of resents having to uh, miss out on something in life. That's a type of faith. Oftentimes, faith can come as a rejection of something negative. You can easily believe for the positive. You got me. So any any it's like many times when you. You hate the devil and his works, you know. It's easy for you to start moving in authority. You know what I'm saying? If you, that's almost an automatic next thing. Detesting illness motivated John G. Lake to start a healing ministry. He had seen so many people in his family die from illness, he hated it. And that hatred caused him to move in such authority. He, he sat one day beside the bed of his son and his son was sick and he prayed and he was he talked to God and just all of a sudden he said well devil if you can kill him kill him now but if you can't kill him he gave him like a couple of minutes he said God's going to raise him up so hatred of evil will cause a great faith to rise up in us because there's always a love of God on the inside of the believer and so here he was at the gate, beautiful, and in verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Faith has a look. Faith has a look. The spirit of faith in the vessel that's carrying the power can look into the spirit of the one receiving and tell if there's faith or not. Huh? The gift of discerning of spirits can, can have that happen. Now, I'm not saying, listen, folks, don't get spooky on me, okay? If you need to come up here for prayer, don't be looking at me to see if I'm looking at you to see if you're looking at you. Don't, let's not get spooky. Don't play them games. But the gift of discerning of spirits was on Peter. That's why he said, look on us. Don't be looking, all that looking, okay? So all of this is being done by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Remember Pastor Shirley taught this morning on tongues? And she talked about the gifts of the Spirit operating. 
Well, this is how we, we, now you can't just go up, read this in the Bible and go to say, look on me. And see, he goes, don't, and don't go to no nursing home and start snatching on them old people either. <laughs> you got me? Don't get carried away. But these things are being done. The vessel with the power is being led by the same spirit of faith that the one who has the need is being led by. And the spirit of faith knows the spirit of faith and he knows how to connect with that vessel. Amen. Sometimes we, we walk by people. We, you know, everybody has this in them. Christians. You see somebody who can't walk and you, oh, I wish I could. Or you have to walk past them because you don't feel anything drawing you. You know, the difference could be praying in tongues that morning. You know, God mentioned that to me while Pastor Shirley was preaching this morning. You pray in tongues more, you won't be passing these people by and wishing you had something to help them with. Huh? You'll be helping these people. Amen? Huh? Praise God. So here, this man sitting here, And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. He was expecting. He was expecting. You can go from hope to expectation. Very important. Hope is like a big balloon. That if you attach faith to it, it will move you somewhere. But at some point, hope must give way to expectation. Because hmm? at some point, what you hope for, you have. You don't hope for it anymore. So hope really kind of is a temporary container for your vision and all of those other things that you desire. But when it's time, expectation arises because you must expect in order to receive. Huh? You women who who have had babies, when you found out you were expecting, you knew you were expecting at some point because you went out and you bought little things, you know, little teeny things, little cute things, and cribs and all that stuff, worried the poor husband to death. Well, you better get us some. I can't have this baby just out in nowhere. That's expectation. Preparation to get there so that it comes out right expectation knows that it wants it to come out right so hope must move out of the way at some point and let expectation manifest and come through or you won't make the connection with your power so we think perhaps that this man had been laid at the gate many days and we were speaking about this last night we discussed about why the why the disciples jesus walked there's there's accounts of him going through that same gate beautiful there was a guy that he got up and and take up your bed and walk guy was there or he was on the porch somebody was somewhere but anyway it's possible that jesus passed by this man many days now jesus had the spirit without measure so there's no doubt that he had a power source there why didn't he connect with this gentleman because his name was not on the miracle the appointment was not for Jesus to keep. The appointment was for the disciples to keep. Why? Did God love them more, not love Jesus? Of course not. 
But there is a place in this man where the expectation had to get to a certain level to meet the power and the connection made in the manifestation of his miracle. Don't get angry and upset and frustrated if it takes time for something. God is working on your faith. As long as you're alive, God is working on your faith. He is working on your faith. There were many places Jesus went. He couldn't do anything. You know, mighty miracles. They said he just healed a few headaches, like headaches and stomach aches and pain and sick folks. Those are minor. You got me? Minor ailments, what the Bible says. Lame, walk, blind, see. Those are major things. We all know that. One of them we can go up to and you get a little success casting out pain devils and you feel like you can do it all the time and your sleep is no problem. But let somebody cripple come in. You said, hmm problem you got me and so it's it's like that because when you have major things that faith has to give way to expect that faith has to rise to a level where that appointment is made and the person in themselves says today okay i'm going to show you somebody that that happened to matthew chapter 9 and verse is it 18 maybe (laughs) okay verse 18 while he spoke these things unto him unto them behold there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying my daughter is even now dead but come and lay your hand upon her and she shall live and jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples and behold a woman which diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment because she said where within herself that's the best talking to and the best listening ears you can ever get is what you say within yourself because it's in there that the spirit of counsel from faith will talk to you and the spirit of counsel had counseled her and counseled her and counseled her and got her to the point where it was a now thing. Now, what makes the difference in the release of your faith? Say you're walking around with your your plug, <laughs> you know, ready to plug in. You got your faith all ready to plug into God's power. What will make it from counseled expectation into the manifestation of the real thing? works faith without works is being alone so there is a final work of faith that will plug you into god's power you got me with her what was it if i can touch the him that's the work see that's plugging in there's always a plug-in work that we do that will plug us into god's power Sometimes it's just coming up to the altar. Sometimes when Jesus would say, what can I do for you? And somebody's coming up like this. And he says, what can I do for you? Well, give uh, guess. Hello. But he had to have them say it because speaking is a work of faith. That's how he plugged himself in to the power. So there's always a final work that will plug you into God's power. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, 
Now listen, there's people that's sick and tired, but they got an audience. Would you like some cheese with that wine? Huh? They say they're sick and tired, but sometimes when we have an audience, we can be sick and tired one more day because look at all the sympathy I got from all. You got me? But there's an inner, a godly sick and tired. There's a, I'm done with this, sick and tired. There's this, it's got to end sick and tired because the word says, and sick and tired. The word says this, and the devil's stealing. And I'm sick and tired of that. That's a different sick and tired than a little solely sick and tired because, you know, it's the thing to say. Sometimes in, in some religious circles, people, there's phrases and attitudes that come. And we got to be careful we don't get involved in that kind of nonsense. But you stay with, with within yourself. What's within yourself is the most important thing. And the Spirit had counseled her and told her within herself. He said, you know what? You can get that. All you got to do is get up to him and touch the hem of his garment. Now, why was it so important for her to touch? Well, she is bound in a little religion. If you had an issue of blood as a woman, you were considered to be ceremonial and unclean. You couldn't go to the temple. You couldn't. Good thing she couldn't go to the synagogue because they didn't have nothing for her. You got, she couldn't be around people. So what Jesus is saying, he says, I'm going to free you up totally. Hey, and I'm going to get you over the religion. I'm going to get you over the fear of people. I'm going to get you over all that stuff. I'm going to get you over the doctors that ripped you off and took your money. You're going to forgive them. You're going to get up and you're going to go and know you're totally free and you can get anything you want from me. And he said, when, when Jesus touched her, he said, daughter, now listen, there was a guy that came to him that had a servant sick at home. And the guy said, oh, don't come in my house. We ain't cleaned up. I got me several girlfriends living there. I ain't no holy house. Now you come in there if you want to, but don't go. Just so your faith will stay cool. You know, you're a holy man. Don't go up in my house. He said, but if you just speak the word, I know my dead brother get up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's don't come speak the word. And you know what I'm saying? She could have gotten that. Could have. But there was more that he wanted for her. And it happened. He says, it, it, and so she said within herself, if I can just touch his garment, I'll be whole, 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 not just healed, but whole. No more religion. No more fear. No more hating the doctors. No more regrets. No more anything. Wholeness takes care of the whole thing. It makes you sound. Nothing lacking. Nothing missing. Everything restored. So she wanted to be whole. That's how she had to go the way she went. What's in your heart? Maybe you wait long because you want to be whole. You love God. You want to work for him. You want other people to be blessed by your ministry, by your preaching. You want to do the right thing. You want to be made whole. This lady, 18 years. Huh? She'd been waiting for Jesus 18 years. Why? She didn't just want to be healed. She wanted to be made whole. That's different. Totally different. 
there are people that can come and get a healing and keep it for like a week and go back in the world no wholeness no soundness just as rotten as they was when they came in huh and you know we in our carnality say well man god healed somebody like that he wasted that healing and went back start sinning again huh came in with aids and they back in that life again huh God didn't waste anything. God, God doesn't have any inferior healing to give anybody. He always has the best. He heals you 100% every time he touches you. So yeah, God, it's up to you what you do. But if he is in your heart and he knows your heart and he knows that you want more than just what you're begging him for. Huh? You want to be whole. You want to be sound. You want to, it might take a little while, sweetie. But the day will come. Trust me, the day will come when you make that faith connection. It's no longer a one day. There's a now on the inside of you. There's an expectation that it's going to be now. Huh? With the disciples, with the guy at the gate, they told him we don't have any money. Huh? He was asking for money probably because he just had to. You ever have to ask somebody to loan you money and you don't want to do it? Uh Uh-huh. You know, God can see past what you're saying and find out what you really want. He wanted to be whole. They didn't push that healing on him. They looked past what he was asking for as a secondary blessing and gave him what he really, really wanted. He asked for money, but they gave him healing. Well, that doesn't make sense because Jesus asked the blind man what he wanted. He'd asked for it a long time ago. It was given to him a long time ago. It was being formed on the inside of him. The spirit of faith was making that healing for him. He asked for money, but it was time to be made whole. It was time to be healed. Huh? Sometimes we ask for what we think we need right away, but deep down inside we want something else from God, and he knows it. And he, it will be the day when he'll deliver it to you. You go into a meeting, you say, well, I really wasn't expecting. Huh? Oh, yeah, you were. You were expecting a long time ago. But when your faith connected with God's power, it was time for that. And God had that pleasant surprise for you because he knew deep down inside what you really, really wanted. Sometimes you don't ask for, you know, everybody doesn't know the desire of your heart. And sometimes that's a good thing because God can keep it between you and him and form it. Nobody disturbs it. Nobody talks against it. Nobody criticizes you for wanting it. Nobody tells you you need to ask for more. and all. Don't, don't disturb mess with nothing huh so if anybody here wants to take that expecting you want to come up to the altar if you need prayer come on up because we'll pray for you because if the spirit of faith has counseled you that it's today and it's now then it's today and it's now if you're not sure what he's counseled you come on up if there's something you've been wanting for a long time And you're tired of wanting it. It might be now. 
might be that you're expecting something else from God and He gives you what you really want. So come on up if you need prayer. We'll pray for you.